Welcome to episode 16 of The Complete Works, season three, a deep dive into the career and films of actor Michelle Yeoh. My name is Mike Smith, and joining me on this journey into the Yeohiverse is my friend, co-host, and fellow psychopath, Mike DeCrescia. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing just great. I'm excited to be in and out of this episode, because, wow, <laughs> what a messy temple. Uh, thanks. It. That's it, folks. Thanks. Yep, there it is. All right. Room to rate, review, and subscribe. Do all the uh, good stuff. Uh, yeah, no, we, we have a little bit more to say about uh, the movie today. Maybe not too much, but we do have some. Some stuff. <laughs> some stuff to talk about. So as we have been uh, talking about recently, Michelle Yeoh has been injuring herself a lot on set around this time, Mike. Just constantly. <laughs> Just constantly. Like, almost to a ludicrous degree. Uh, but then you see the stunts that she's doing in her movies, and it's like, oh, yeah, that all makes sense. That all yeah. tracks. Uh, so last week was the worst when she injured her spine yet again on the set of Wonder 7, uh, which forced her to stay in a hospital for an entire week. That incident caused Michelle Yeoh to start rethinking her career, and she had begun to plan to take a small break from action movies. And then... Another incident pretty much forced her into that break. On this movie? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank God. All right. Uh, actually, this did not happen on a movie. Uh, in 1994, Michelle Yeoh was on vacation when a skiing accident put her in the hospital again. Wow. Yes. This time, she tore her right knee ligament and uh, had to get surgery to repair it. Uh, she actually still has the screw in her knee to this day and even has a matching screw in her other knee <laughs> from an injury that she got on Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. That's uh, pretty insane. So as a result, Michelle Yeoh slowed down a lot after her 93 action movie heyday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got three movies left before she makes her international debut in the James Bond franchise, uh, two of which are more dramatic roles. Today's movie is one that barely counts. <laughs> <laughs> as a movie and as an episode of this episode, uh, season. Exactly. Uh, Michelle Yeoh is in it for all of 30 seconds, making a quick cameo at the beginning and another at the very, very end. Today, we are talking about Shaolin Popey 2, Messy Temple. All right, so in the early 90s, there was a mini wave in Hong Kong of martial arts movies aimed at kids starring kids, a wave which was also actually reflected in American cinema at the time with movies like Three Ninjas, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and of course... Surf Ninjas. Who uh, can forget it? We talked about that wave on our Surf Ninjas episode of Mike Go to the Movies a few months back. You can go check that out there. One of the bigger hits in that Hong Kong wave was 1994's Shaolin Popey, uh, about two six-year-old kids living in a Shaolin temple and just getting up to shenanigans. And like many Hong Kong successes, working a sequel began right away. <laughs> 
Uh, I believe they're still six years old in this movie, actually. The kids, wow. like, if you watch them back to back, they have not aged at all. They just filmed it right then. Uh, so Shaolin Popey 2, Messy Temple, was released the same year as the original in 1994. Uh, the movie features Michelle Yeoh as Ah King, the overall villain of the movie, really. But really, she's hiring two killers to do her dirty work for her, Red Lemon and Yellow Lemon, to go to Shaolin Temple and find Master Minpik. Yes, I have so many questions about this movie. Well, we'll finish your intro. <laughs> uh, so there are a few familiar faces that pop up in this, Mike. I don't know if you noticed that. I thought so. Yes. Yeah, so you got Ing Man Tat, uh, who played Ghost Doctor in Holy Weapon. Uh, he plays Big Brother, uh, the two boys' older pal who lives at the temple. You got Dickie Chung, who played Ing in Holy Weapon, uh, like kind of the one guy in their group of girls who turns into a girl in that movie. Yep. Uh, he plays Yellow Lemon. Ah, yes. It's all coming together now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, then there's Yip Chun Chan, who is in Butterfly and Sword. She plays Red Lemon. And Wa Yun, who played Panther in Police Story 3 Super Cop, appears as one of the guys fighting the kids at the end. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, there's a, a surprising amount of <laughs> reunions happening in this movie, actually. Uh, the movie was written by Sip Won Chu and directed by Yen Ping Chu, uh, who also directed the original Shaolin Popey. It was released in Hong Kong on July 21st, 1994. And if you were in the U.S. that weekend, you could have been seeing new releases like Joel Schumacher's The Client, Lassie, featuring a very young Michelle Williams, and Rob Reiner's Notoriously Bad North came out this weekend. <laughs> I don't think I even know what movie that is. You don't know North? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, man. It's a trip. <laughs> it's, okay, uh, okay. It's Elijah Wood. It's like a kid Elijah Wood performance. And I believe the plot is that he divorces his parents. I think Julia Louis-Dreyfus plays his mom, I want to say. Okay. It actually might be Jason Alexander playing his dad, too. I think they're both in the movie. Mm. Uh, so you got two Seinfeld guys there. It's divorcing his parents and then is like traveling around the world to find like a new home essentially. And it's just uh -huh. like every place is just like you're in Alaska. Okay. Here's a bunch of Eskimos doing Eskimo stereotypes. Yeah. All right. Now we're in Hawaii. Here's a bunch of Hawaiian people doing Hawaiian stereotypes. Oh you my know? God. That, that's, that's the movie for 90 minutes. And Bruce Willis is in it playing his guardian angel. Uh, it's a wild time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll pass. Yeah, uh, Roger Eber called it, uh, I believe, the worst movie he'd ever seen. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's that. <laughs> there's that. Okay. Uh, so yeah, North came out this weekend, also in the top ten, uh, where Forrest Gump at number one came out a couple weeks earlier. Uh, True Lies, The Lion King, Angels in the Outfield, Speed, I Love Trouble, and The Shadow. Other than The Shadow, that's like a rock solid TNT Saturday afternoon. That's a banging top 10 right there. <laughs> it really is. Uh, I've never seen The Shadow. Are you familiar? Uh, that's I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. I think Alec Baldwin is the star of The Shadow. Is that right? Oh. Maybe? I don't know what I'm thinking of. Then. Are you thinking of The Phantom? Because that was I similar. Might be. The Phantom was the one with Billy Zane. Yeah, that's the one okay. I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Uh, they're both in that same wave of movies where it was like after Batman, uh, they, studios were like, okay, Batman's a hit. What do the kids want? Superheroes? No. They, they Dick want Tracy. They want Dick Tracy. They want, you know, pulpy 30s comic book characters. That's that's what made Batman such a success. Yes. <laughs> and so it was like Dick Tracy, the Phantom, uh, the Shadow. Dark Man kind of also came out of there, even though yeah. it wasn't technically based on anything. That was kind of where the Shadow came from. I think it was Alec Baldwin playing the Shadow. The IMDb plot synopsis for Shaolin Popey 2 Messy Temple reads, the story begins with a mysterious woman named Jinx who hires less than intelligent killers, Red Lemon and Yellow Lemon. And that's it. That's all I got. 
<laughs> Incredible. Doesn't even mention the kids. Also says her name is Jinx when actually her name is, I think, Ah King. Uh, so, which might be a translation issue, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Shaolin Popey 2, Messy Temple, uh, a movie that I think very few people have seen. <laughs> Yep. I think very few people have heard of uh, and I think is probably only notable because it has Michelle Yeoh in it for a very brief moment of time. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are less than 10 reviews on Letterboxd, which is crazy. Yes. Uh, that And it has no Wikipedia page. Uh, if you go to the IMDb page, that does exist. However, most of the actors like don't have characters listed. It just has like names of actors. It doesn't have like what characters they're playing. Amazing. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's pretty low on the, uh, on the Michelle Yeoh list here. I think, yeah. uh, especially, you know, this podcast is dedicated to covering every single thing. Michelle Yeoh has ever appeared in as far as movies and most TV, uh, but this one kind of stretched, stretched it a little bit, I think. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And even comparing it to, to other cameo appearances that we've covered on the Nick Cage season and the Jeff Goldblum season, like it's, it's, it's such a weird thing. And, and within this season for Michelle Yeoh, it's only like the second one of this style of, of performances or cameos or appearances, but it's just, it's so like not, not really anything. This movie's not really anything. At least, like, never on Tuesday, he's Nick Cage has, like, a weird nose, you know? <laughs> like, at least he's, like, doing something. Sure. Um, Jeff Goldblum's got, forgets his mantra. Like, there's, like, a, a famous line of dialogue or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and in here, it's just, like, such a weird low-impact low cameo in a low-impact movie. Yes, uh, there it is. So your overall thoughts on the movie, Mike? Uh, not great? Not super great. I told you off mic, and I'll tell you on uh, on mic, because I think it's pretty funny, and, and uh, it's really, like illustrates how much I was not down with this movie where I watched like 45 minutes and we both took a break. We were like, okay, we got yeah, like 30 we, to 45 minutes. We in. both stopped the movie halfway through and like took a little bit of a break uh, before we came <laughs> back to it. Yeah. Let me go stare out the kitchen window for 10 minutes and then I'll come back to this movie. Um, so I did that and then I sat back down and it was like, I can't. And I put it on 1.5 speed and was like, get me through these next 40 minutes in 35 minutes, whatever it is. So yeah, I just sped up the movie for the last 30 to 45 minutes just so I could be done with it. Uh, yeah, and I, I don't condone that behavior, but I get it. And <laughs> yeah. it's desperate times. I don't normally ever do that. Sure. Uh, but I was just like, I got to cross this off the list. I don't know what's going on, who any of these people are. Maybe because I was watching on 1.5 speed, but uh, it was like, I just got to get to the end. Let me see credits and then I could go on with my day. Basically. Right. Yeah. And uh, to be fair, I mean, I watched it on regular speed and I would say as I don't think you missed much in terms of story. I don't think it's pretty much got the gist of it. Uh, yeah, I think this movie is not very good. I think it does have its moments. Uh, there are some yeah. slapsticky stuff that I enjoyed, uh, and I kind of appreciated how bonkers it gets at times. Yes, uh, but it's just kind of a chore to sit through. Like it's 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 yeah. so high energy, uh, but not in the high energy like way that I enjoy. I guess you the, know? like on some level, the like conceit, which is just what if martial arts movie but children is pretty funny like the sure. scenes where it's six-year-olds just absolutely demolishing a room full of men in a martial arts fight yeah like that stuff is funny and entertaining some of the slapstick stuff like you said like it does have its moments but overall it's just weird <laughs> there's some like really kind of uncomfortable things going on and i was just like i can't tell who this is for and i guess it's yeah. for children in Hong Kong in 1994. So. Sure. I mean, uh, you know, it's filled with uh, fart jokes and jokes about dicks and yeah. you know, all that. Like kids love that stuff, you know, kids love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, maybe this was, uh, you know, popular with the kids back in the day. Didn't really do much for us, but Michelle Yeoh is in Shaolin Popey 2 Messy Temple. Uh, so what did you think of her cameo, Mike? 
Um, before we get to that, there is one more thing I sort of wanted to applaud uh, that I forgot to mention in my overall thoughts. And I guess maybe it's just like a cultural thing or like a reverence thing. I don't know. But so far we've seen in these Hong Kong movies, they do not give a shit about children. And I wanted to bring that up because you would ne- remember we talked in the Holy uh, 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 the Heroic Trio. Heroic Trio, yeah. Uh, where they just like kill a baby on screen. Um, and in this, they're just like beating the shit out of these kids. <laughs> like they're cursing, they're throwing them through walls. Like they're just like rough with these children, uh, which is crazy. And I would never expect, or you would never see that in a Hollywood movie. I don't think, right. I don't, you know, hopefully they were t- taking safety precautions behind the scenes. And I assume they were, sure. uh, yeah, but I'm, you know I'm what I mean? Sure. They were or as much as Hong Kong movies tended to, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, especially in American movies, when you, when a kid gets injured or dies, uh, it happens so much more rarely, uh, in American movies. Uh, and when it does, it's like a big shocking moment. Like I'm thinking of like, Assault on Precinct Thirteen has that moment where, like, my you know, girl. the the kid di- the kid died, or my girl, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Assault on Precinct right. Thirteen has that moment where the little girl with the ice cream uh, cone dies, right? Yeah, and it's like this big shock and like, holy shit, I can't believe the movie just did that. Uh, like, what's this movie gonna do next? The hero trio and they, like they just like oh, these kids are kill- getting killed off left and right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very strange. Uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a different cultural thing, I guess. But uh, also, also wanted to mention uh, since you mentioned that we both stopped the movie halfway through to take a break. Uh, when I did that, and I mentioned this on my Twitter account, the sight and sound list of the 100 greatest movies of all time came out. Was released while I was watching the movie, and <laughs> I, I watched the first 45 minutes of, Sh- of Shaolin uh, Popey Two Messy Temple, and then went online, saw the site and sound list came out, was perusing it, and saw, like, my entire Twitter feed was people arguing, like, oh, Jean Dillman, what a great film, but doesn't deserve to be number one, or whatever, and I'm like, cool, I'm, I'm gonna finish Shaolin Popey Two <laughs> <laughs> Messy Temple. It did not make the list. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I wanted to uh, kind of mention next. I thought that was funny, but, uh, Michelle Yeoh is in the movie. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of her cameo, Mike? She's fine. I guess I don't like, she doesn't really have enough of a thing to be anything, um, to like fully have an opinion. She sort of gets the fight at the end, which is pretty fun where it's, she kind of ends up looking like the witch doctor guy from Holy Weapon by the end, uh, which is kind of interesting that that guy is in this movie, in this movie right? with the big crazy white hair. Um, so that was fun at the end, but it, but it, it made, it really tough when she shows up like during the opening credits and then you're like, Oh no, there's another hour and a half of this movie. Like, uh, I mean, luckily she comes back at the end in the last 10 minutes, but when it's towards the middle or towards the end, when the cameo like this, you're like, well, at least I'm working towards a Michelle Yeoh appearance. Yeah. Uh, but when you crawl, check that box right at the beginning, <laughs> you're just like, fuck. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. so yeah, I mean, she's fine. She's cool. She gets to deliver kind of like big villainous b- lines telling red lemon and yellow lemon to go to messy temple and uh, do bad things or whatever she says. I forget. And then at the end she shows up for a fight scene. You're like, okay, cool. Michelle, yo. And it's yeah. a baseline. Good baseline. Enjoy when she shows up. So she's sure. fine. Yeah. I think she's fine, but yeah, like I mean, there's just nothing substantial here. Uh, she's yeah. barely in the movie. Uh, like her cameo in twinkle twinkle lucky stars is a lot better than this. Uh, yes. I think, uh, and it's very rare that you're going to hear us say like Twinkle Twinkle Lucky Stars is a better movie than blank. I would say it is better than Shaolin Popey 2 Messy, <laughs> Messy Temple. Absolutely. And it's uh, the closest movie to match this energy. You know? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's the closest comparison. It has a kind of similar energy, although 
that movie has like three or four great Jackie Chan action sequences, which like right. really elevate the whole thing. And it's got Sammo Hung doing his thing. I, I think it's interesting to kind of look back at that cameo and kind of can compare it to this one uh, because it's the first time that she's done a cameo since then. Like yeah. uh, other than these two movies, it's all been featured roles. Like she's the star or a major supporting player or whatever it is. Uh, but with Twinkle Twinkle Lucky Stars, like that cameo was more of like an introduction to a star in the making, right? Like that was her second movie and she got like a pretty solid, substantial one minute scene in that in Lucky Stars. And it's meant to be like, hey, her next movie is Yes, Madam. She's going to be big, everybody. This is going to be Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Uh, and now this time around, it's like, hey, she's an established person. She can just pop in for a minute. And it's like, oh, hey, Michelle Yeoh is here. That's great. Yeah. 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 She gets the introduction of beating up Sam Ho Hung in a Sam Ho Hung movie. Uh, yeah. You know, in, in Twinkle Twinkle Lucky Stars. And then here it feels like, you know, she's like, oh, I'll, I'll help you get this movie. You know, in America, you always think of like, oh, I'll cameo in your movie and somebody will pay for it kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. I'll get you I, the funding. And I could totally see. I mean, I I doubt this movie ever made its way to America, really. But no. If, yeah. If, if there was if it if there was like an English dub of the movie or whatever, I could see the DVD cover. Michelle Yeoh in yeah <laughs> Shaolin Pofi 2 Messy Temple and like that and that would be it even though she's only in like very little of the movie much like with Super Cop 2 where it says Jackie Chan in yeah. and he's in it for two minutes exactly there'll be the two of them on the cover and, and she'll be like in the, the floating head portrait cover she'll be looking like the main villain of the movie uh, right and she's in 30 seconds of it yeah I mean she is still kind of the main villain of the movie yeah because uh, she's the one who hires Red Lemon and Yellow Lemon and she's the one who's like in charge of this castle of henchmen or whatever like <laughs> Okay, you, you know, say so. Sure, like they're, you know, the <laughs> copper men and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but yeah, so she's kind of the main villain of the movie. She's just not in it for most, <laughs> for most of the runtime. Exactly. Uh, all right, so let's run the movie down scene by scene. We can get out of here in a tight 40 minutes, Mike. Uh, Perfect. We, we can do this. Uh, so you have these opening credits for this movie. A creepy, like haunted house kind of opening credits that this movie has, right? Yes. It's uh, You're seeing kind of the, uh, the temple or the castle that Michelle Yeoh is like hiding out in, and you're seeing the opening opening credits over like images of a guillotine and a noose that's just like kind of hanging around right yeah it's definitely setting up like a little bit of a uh supernatural spooky kind of vibe and then it sort of just pulls the plug on that as soon as the credits yeah (laughs) right and that's when uh yellow lemon and red lemon show up who are two hired killers who i guess really love lemons it's their thing (laughs) it's like uh the guys from oh man the henchman that was like whatever chimp and whatever monkey uh oh uh yeah it's i mean from uh wing chun or was it flying chimp and flying monkey that That sounds right sounds correct why not they can both be lemons (laughs) (laughs) right but like they actually really like lemons is the thing because it's like part of the thing they show up and we see michelle yo and she instructs them to go to messy temple and find master min pick and then you'll get as many lemons as you want (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah. You know, so that's that's like the the motivation for them to go off and do their thing. Yeah, because kids, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And so that kind of establishes the conflict of the movie. And then we ignore that for about a half hour. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So we got a lot of shenanigans over at Messy Temple. And to be clear, Mike and I have not seen the original Shaolin Popey. Uh, Right. So there could be key story threads. (laughs) 
that, you know that we have missed out on. <laughs> the, actually, yes, correct. And I was, I like, Shaolin Popey, one, doesn't, ha- or has a Wikipedia page, but it's, like, one, two or three sentences long. Mm. And I was like, I don't, like, what does Popey mean? I don't understand what the title of this movie is, uh, or this franchise. And then we sort of forgot to talk about the other movies that it relates to, because it's really only Twinkle Twinkle Lucky Stars. But I did think of Tai Chi Master a couple times, and okay. specifically... This first half hour where, I mean, I guess we're not going to get that like yeah. time jump pillar wipe <laughs> that we'd loved so much in rules, in, which was cool as hell. Cinema, baby. But it made me think of that where it's the younger section in that movie and their shenanigans are so much more fun than they are in this movie. And I guess it's because they're not six years old. So they're yeah. notorious <laughs> child, child haters, Mike and Mike. Uh, yes. But here we are anyway. There that's we what's are. going on in the beginning of this movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we should make that a disclaimer. We don't like kids that much. <laughs> <laughs> makes makes it a difficult watch for Shaolin Pofi 2 Messy Temple. Yeah. <laughs> it was working uphill the whole time. Exactly. So we're seeing the kids of the temple. Uh, shenanigans are happening. They're shaving their heads. Uh, they're crushing their master with a bell. The older guy's using mm-hmm. magic to trim the hedges and he gets punished for it. He teaches them the air stance, which is just him farting. Uh, you know, just wacky stuff. <laughs> just goofy stuff going on. Yeah, I did. I did enjoy the like head shaving with the dentures. That was weird, but also kind of funny. Especially, I think it was. I think it's that part where the master shaves his face with the old man's dentures, and like he doesn't realize it, so he puts them in his mouth and like spits out all the shaving cream. Okay, yeah. But then after that, where like he's gonna shave everybody's head. And he's like, give me your dentures. And the old man's like, no, I'm not doing it this time. And he's like, well, okay. And he just picks up like a meat cleaver <laughs> to shave everybody's head. <laughs> that got a good chuckle. I was like, maybe this movie will be funny enough. Uh, right. And it doesn't really keep that up. It's like a good physical comedy bit. And then he's like, okay, fine. Here's my dentures. But yeah, it doesn't really doesn't really keep that up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so there's just more shenanigans like that. Somebody slips on a banana peel at one point. Somebody farts at dinner and it kills all the flies around them. You know, just <laughs> wacky stuff. <laughs> just good old wholesome family comedy stuff. This is like a solid 25 minutes of the movie that we're describing right here. <laughs> yeah, it goes on for a real long time. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, w- once we get through all of that stuff, uh, there's a moment where we see the two kids and Big uh, Big Brother, I think his name is, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, and like Big Brother's like, wait, and he listens to the ground, and he's like, ah, two swordsmen are fighting, and he's like trying to figure it out, and he's like listening, it's like, oh, one of them is wearing blue, I'm like, how can you tell that? Because they're right there. Uh, do you- <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he looks up and you see like the these two guys fighting one of them is wearing blue and it's like oh who are we rooting for it's like well the blue guy is good the thing is the blue guy is actor adam chang uh who's a real actor in hong kong he's playing himself in this movie and uh it seems that they have interrupted the making of a movie uh <laughs> yeah while, while walking down the street this was actually pretty funny because it's basically the the joke from uh, Top Secret where he like comes crawls under the fence and there's a pair of boots and then he looks up and it's empty, yeah. um, <laughs> which is pretty funny. But um, yeah, I was kind and then like they get involved in the fight and like because they think it's a real and it's like all of a sudden it's a big wuja with like people climbing trees and yes. having like aerial sword combat uh, and then the camera just like zooms out or pulls back or whatever and they're just on a movie set and I was like are we are we watching them film this movie like what's yeah, going on it was a little confused because I, I wasn't sure if they were doing a fourth wall break or if they had just like wandered onto a movie set and were yeah, part of the movie and I think it becomes clear right, by the end that they had wandered because then he becomes like a stuntman uh, right but then there's also stuff movies. where like in a real fight they like kind of get the kids away and like put in a stunt double at one point yeah the kid they begin working as stunt doubles for other movies yes yeah so it's it's a weird like kind of walk the line between the two 
sort yeah. of things that it's doing here. Um, but Adam Chang playing himself, and there's a, a kind of pretty good joke where he's like, oh, he's wearing blue. It's Adam Chang. He must be the good guy. And it's like, oh, how do you know he's a good guy? And this before they know it's a movie. It's like, okay, because it's Adam Chang. He always plays good guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. It's all right. It's yeah. a good bit. Yeah. So they've interrupted the movie and that whole bit goes on. Then we're back at the temple. One of the kids has revealed that he is in love with this girl. Has he met the girl earlier in the movie? I do not remember. <laughs> we, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he's just randomly like, I'm in love with this girl and I want to meet her today. Uh, but I'm worried that because, uh, you know, I'm a monk, she's not going to like me. Uh, and so Big Brother uh, paints his head. Uh, yeah, with, with like shoe polish with like shoe polish and it makes him like supposedly like he's saying you look like Elvis right it's, yeah uh, you get the black the big hair sideburns and everything yes uh, and so he goes to see her big brother goes with him uh, the sister of the little girl doesn't trust the kid he's like ah, don't trust men you know big brother's like oh hot, hot girl all right there it is yep. and and so it starts raining uh, and the rain that like, kind of puts the two kids into the house while Big Brother and the sister, like, they stay outside. Uh, but by the time they get to the house, the rain has melted the shoe polish on the kid's head. And now he looks like a wolf and the girl runs away screaming. <laughs> Tale as old as time. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, th- and this deeply affects the kid. Oh, know. devastated. De- devastates him. We never see the girl again. No, um, but we have to spend about 20 minutes on the effects of this moment for him. Exactly. So he, he's going home. He's back at the temple and he's crying and he's sad. Again, he's like six years old. Then we hear the story about Master Min Pick, whose name we're hearing for the first time since Michelle Yeoh mentioned it at the beginning of the movie. Right. Uh, and she's like, we got to find Master Min Pick. You got to find Master Min Pick. Now we're hearing his name uh, and we hear about how he went crazy after falling in love. So don't fall in love. It's, you know, it's for losers. Yeah. You know, and there's there is a pretty funny bit where some guy comes to the temple with a baby and uh, his lack, his family name is fall. And so they're thinking of naming the baby in love as in like fall in love. And that makes the kids start crying. And yeah. it's like, no, why would you name it that, you know, name the kids something, something normal, like fall ling down or whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah. just operating on a whole other level, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so they're trying to cheer the kid up. Uh, the master, the old man, gets in drag, and the kid's not laughing. Uh, then someone breaks in. I think Yellow Lemon, the kid beats him up. <laughs> yeah. You know, all that stuff. I think this is where I paused, somewhere in here. I it was, was like, uh, it was around this time, although I think my favorite bit in the movie is about to come up. I might have sped through it. I don't remember what happens uh, after that. So, so there's a uh, – so the master's birthday is coming up. Oh, yeah. And so they order a cake. Yellow Lemon hijacks the cake truck and like poses as the cake delivery driver. Uh, so he comes in, drops off the cake, and he like put on an exploding candle on the cake. And there's like it's 80 candles on there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's genuinely like this is a Wiley Coyote moment right here. <laughs> yeah. uh, where he puts the, the exploding candle on the cake, he hands it to Big Brother. It's like, oh great, thank you. And then like he closes the door and then he reopens the door. It's like, hey, uh Master's only turning 79. You put an extra candle on the cake. Here you go. And he's <laughs> And then Yellow Lemon's holding the candle and it explodes in his face and it's awesome. I think he <laughs> turns to dust because all that's left is like a smoking pair of shoes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that moment is very funny when when Big Brother reopens the door and he's like, oh yeah, you gave us one too many. I yeah. was like, yes, good. <laughs> it's it's very much a Looney Tunes, like he, it's Wile E. Coyote right yeah. there. It's, you know, Acme Cakes. And then there's a weird scene where they're fishing. <laughs> Yeah, uncomfortable maybe a little bit, but also like whatever. It but very strange. Yeah, I mean you know, so we should talk about this uh, because there's a lot of like naked kid penis in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's a, a weird thing to watch uh, as far as you know American cinema goes because that doesn't happen in American cinema culturally. That's like a different thing in other 
you know, cultures, uh, and especially in like Hong Kong and Japanese uh, stuff, that's, you know, more widely accepted. That's just like something that is, is there. Right. Uh, and so, you know, whatever, still feels weird to watch it, but the kid's fishing, uh, and he's like, oh, I'm going to use my penis as a worm to catch the fish. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't uh, say those words, but. No, but like, to, yeah, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. You're paraphrasing, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think somebody like catches the fish and's like, oh, I got it. And he's like just naked in the uh, river being like, okay, here, fishy, catch the worm. And he's like wiggling yeah. around. Uh, and then a crab grabs it instead. Uh, and so, and then he's shouting like, oh, my dick hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the subtitles don't really help. Um, where I, Maybe that's exactly what he's saying, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's just weird. And uh I like, you know, whatever child, because they're also six, you know, it's, there's nothing else going on there. It's just whatever naked people, uh, which is very different. Like you said, outside the U S and other cultures, uh, we're so like afraid of that here, but then they like have the dick hanging or the crab hanging off his dick and you're like, well, okay, (laughs) Um, maybe that's one step too far for my sensitive Western, uh, eyes, you know? Messy temple sure isn't messy temple, you know. I mean, you know, I mean, the temple is named messy temple, and it also is a pretty messy temple. (laughs) It is, and then there's actually the button on that scene where he's like, "Man, next time I'm gonna catch a lobster." As they like walk down the road, (laughs) it's like, "What the fuck?" Yes, yeah, that's uh, that's a weird one. But so yeah, we get past that. They get back to the temple, and a girl has shown up at the temple. So this scene had a very funny like punchline to it. But I think it's in really poor taste. <laughs> so, which uh, which punchline are you talking about? When is they're the like the onions thing, yeah. Okay. Where the um, so yeah, there's there's a woman there, and she's basically saying like she has nowhere to go, and she's telling them this very tragic story that she was like a child bride, and and the person she was betrothed to died, so she kind of like was a drifter, or no, first she went to foster care and was like sexually assaulted by her foster parents or her dad, uh, and then it was a child bride, and that person died, so she was like worthless now because whatever, and then while they're all telling the story, like uh, the master, like the grandpa is, or not grandpa, but the old man is crying, like all the other students are crying, she's crying, big brother's crying, and she's telling a pretty horrific backstory thing, uh, but filled with just a lot of sexual assault and stuff. Uh, and then the button on it is, hey, stop cutting those onions. And they're like, oh, sorry. And they like everyone's like, ooh, and they wipe the tears away. They're like, it's funny, but also not really great. Um, sure. We also do find, like, she's lying about all of this yes, in the movie yeah. because it's not actually, so this is actually Red Lemon in disguise. We don't know right. about that yet. Uh, so she, this is her way of infiltrating the temple. Uh, so there's that. Like, the entire story was fictionalized. Yeah, there, there is, at least there's that. Uh, but yeah, a little bit weird. But uh, basically she tells this story and she's trying to be able to stay at the temple. Uh, and I think Big Brother's cutting the onions and because everybody's crying, like, it's like, motivating them. It's like, yes, let her stay at the temple. And the master's like, no, stop cutting those onions. Like, oh, no, she can't stay at the, t- she can't yeah. stay at the temple. So he starts exactly. cutting the onions again. But yeah, big brother falls in love with her immediately. And she is allowed to stay at the temple. Rookie mistake, as we've heard about. Yes. Earlier yes, in the movie. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and so they, you know, have a few scenes together. There's scenes of him trying to woo her and serenade her and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and eventually he has decided that he will try to get money to buy her from her father. Classic move. Right. Which is so weird. If you think about it, like at least when that stuff happens in like, well, Wing Chun or Tai Chi master and all those things and the movies that this Chelin Popey is like referencing or whatever. Yeah. Those are period pieces, but this is set in the real world because they're making a movie in it <laughs> like in modern times. Good point. So yeah. when all that stuff is going on, 
I'm, you like stop and think for like, wait, this is now. This is supposed to be 1994. <laughs> <laughs> this feels really weird. That is a little weird. You're right. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he goes and he basically becomes like a stuntman on a movie to try to make some extra money. He's fighting the guys in the red suits. You know, all that stuff. It's pretty. That was actually a pretty funny montage because he just gets more and more hurt by the end and the stunts like it's him fighting and then it's him crashing a car and then it's him falling off a building. Yep. And it's him lit on fire and it's just like more and more extreme stunts and it's just all rapid fire montage of him being hurt and he's like got a bloody nose and then a black eye and then he's in a cast like he just keeps getting more hurt. It was pretty funny. (laughs) But yeah, he's he's making the money. He's making the money and when he finally gets back and he's got the money that he needs, turns out she's evil. (laughs) She, uh, twist. Yeah. She fights the master and then takes off her face mask, Mission Impossible style, (laughs) uh, to reveal that it's been Red Lemon this whole time. Uh, then she flashes the master to distract him and then kidnaps him. (laughs) Classic move. A classic move. Uh, and so she's, she's taken the master. Uh, big brother comes back to the temple and he's looking around for her and for the master. He's with the kids. Uh, and there's this pigeon that has arrived and there's like a whole (laughs) bit where they have to like chase after this pigeon. (laughs) I don't remember why, but it's somebody like says like, ah, oh, a message by pigeon or whatever. And like throws it at them. And then it's them chasing this pigeon around the temple for a while. Yeah. For like a full minute to two minutes. Uh, it's yeah. a long bit. Uh, but they finally catch the pigeon. There's a note on it that says, go to the old castle in seven days or the master will die. Now that I think about it, there should have been the Benny Hill music over that sequence. Oh, yes. Uh, th- that would have been for funny. a lot of stuff in this movie, actually. <laughs> yeah. True. Uh, but yeah, so they have to go to the old castle in seven days, and they're trying to figure out like what they're going to do and the, how, how to save the master. They discover that one of the kids gets drunk on breast milk, and he can do <laughs> drunken fists. Uh, That's right. <laughs> Uh, the drunken fist martial arts technique. Uh, and so they're figuring that out while they're at home. And that's like, oh, okay, cool. That might come in handy later. Uh, they go to the castle and they get surrounded by copper men, yeah. uh, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's just dudes covered in copper. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty cool, actually. It's a pretty fun fight scene. Yeah, I mean, it's like one of the kids that fights them and it's like the six-year-old kid fighting these like six huge dudes and kicking their asses. And it's pretty fun. Yeah, and they make like a gong sound every time he hits them because they're yes. made of copper. That's yeah, fun. absolutely. Uh, and Big Brother has like, you know, a weird burst of energy at one point, And the kid's like, I put chili powder in your underpants. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're six. Yeah, exactly. So he fights off the copper men and then uh, they see the master and they approach him. But it turns out the master is actually Min Peek in disguise. Twist. Yes, Min Peek has finally arrived, and uh, he fights Red and Yellow Lemon at the same time. Uh, the real master is still captured. He's stuck in, like, an electric chair. Yeah, and there's a pretty funny bit where one of the kids goes over to the master and is like, I'll, I'll help you escape, uh, and he's, like, working on the, like, straps, and, like, a henchman comes over, and he's like, oh, well, just kidding, making sure it was tight, and think, have a good day, go back to work, and he, like, marches off. That got a good laugh out of me. That was pretty solid. That was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, uh, when the kid drinks milk that they brought, uh, you know, the breast yes. milk that they brought, which gives him his superpower. <laughs> his drunken power. His, his drunken master powers. Uh, he do, They do the thing that you love where they announce the move that they're doing. You got to right they do. Uh, and it's the virgin stare. <laughs> and then the invincible virgin... <laughs> Yeah. Doesn't my, he get my, covered in pee at some point? What oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. It has to be a virgin's pee, Mike. 
Yeah, specifically. There's a lot of virginity stuff in all these movies, too. Yeah, at, at least in this and in Holy Weapon, yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they do this, they beat up these people, and they like the kid like beats this new group, uh, and all the people in this group get stuck in the wall, just like yeah, you know, cartoon style. <laughs> That's how hard he throws them. Yeah. Uh, and then Big Brother is fighting Red Lemon, um, but he still loves her. This is in the 1.5 zone. I don't really know okay. the, the specifics of what's going on. Well, he he still loves her and Red Lemon's like, no, you can't love me. I'm evil. Uh, but then she's like, oh, but you still love me anyway. Okay, I love you too. Uh, and so Red <laughs> Lemon is now, you know, with Big Brother. He beats up Yellow Lemon and then he uh, sings Elvis's Are You Lonesome Tonight to oh, her. that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Kind of a, a weird kind of callback thing to uh, Wild at Heart as well. We've had... Now, True. two movies on this podcast where somebody just starts singing Elvis at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic move. It is. It is a classic move. Uh, so then we have the kid running from two people. The other kid fights them. One of them is Wai Yun from Police Story 3 Super Cop. And he's trying to drink the milk. He's trying to drink yes. the milk out of the bottle. But the bottle gets stomped. It like gets crushed by somebody's foot. Uh, and it's like, oh, God, what am I going to do? I need the milk in order to win. Well, they get the idea. They should drink Red Lemon's breast milk. That for sure happens in this movie. Oh, yeah. She 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 realizes what she must do, and she runs at him, and her boobs are flapping everywhere. He, like, just latches onto her, and uh, she's fighting off the guys while yeah. he's breastfeeding so that he can become the drunken master. <laughs> Everybody knows it's just on demand with that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> It's ready to go at any moment. Uh, yeah, so it works. Uh, <laughs> weird. Strange. <laughs> uh, again, a strange movie, but uh, yeah, the kid is drunk again, and he fights off the guy, and he kills one with the guillotine, I guess. I think so. He for sure guillotines a guy, but I don't know if it's like real or not. I don't remember. I, it, it seemed like a murder to me. <laughs> Seemed like cold-blooded murder. Uh, he killed the guy at the guillotine. And then Min Pick comes back. He arrives. And uh, we see Michelle Yeoh again. Yes. So Michelle she Yeoh is up. back. She shows up for that like half second on screen. And she has that maniacal laughter. It turns out she is the one that Min Pick fell in love with all those years ago that made him go crazy. Yeah. But it's definitely, it made me think of Army of Darkness, where it's like, you found me beautiful ones. <laughs> like, Honey, you got real ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because she's now in like old woman makeup and her hair is big and white and crazy. Yes. Uh, so that was really, <laughs> mostly I enjoyed it just because I was thinking about Army of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which to be fair, that's, uh, I think you can enjoy most things if you're just thinking about Army of Darkness the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so she becomes this crazy creature. She fights Min Pick. The kids jump in. They need the urine of a virgin for some reason. So one of the other kids pees into a hat, accidentally hits the other kid with it. So you got to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> like he had to do it twice. He misses the first time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what it is. Uh, I don't remember why they needed the urine of a virgin. I think it gives them invincibility or something. It gives them superpowers like breast milk. I'm sure. Not really sure. Yeah. Uh, and then I believe Min Peek throws one of the kids through Michelle Yeoh. Is that what happens? Something gets thrown through her body. <laughs> yeah. It and might I think be it's one, one of the kids. kids. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Because one of them is used as like the uh, the whatever mallet or whatever to ring the bell at the temple. So like yeah. he's got like a hard head. And yeah, I'm pretty sure they just like battering ram him <laughs> through Michelle. <Yeoh. laughs> right. So she has like a big hole in her body and then she like kind of flies back, lands in the electric chair, gets electrocuted and dies. 
Roll credits. Yes. So I guess it's actually, that's the second time we've had an on-screen Michelle Yeoh death. Uh, <laughs> and it's this fucking movie. And it's this one. We had uh, Executioners and now Shaolin Popey 2, Messy Temple. <laughs> Classic. Uh, and then, yeah, Michelle Yeoh's character is gone. Min Peek decides he will tour the world, but he's not going to wait another 15 years to return to Shaolin Temple. Big Brother goes to be with Red Lemon. Uh, the bell drops in the master again. Yep. And the end credits roll. Kids are singing. It's Shaolin Popey 2, Messy Temple. <laughs> messy Temple. What a messy temple it was. It, 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 we, if, if nothing else, we can say this temple certainly was messy. <laughs> yes, the, the titular messy temple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that is Shaolin Popey 2, Messy Temple. Again, a movie that uh, is not great. <laughs> that, we, that I barely watched. <laughs> Right. We we did our best. I mean, I, I we definitely watched it. We saw the movie. Yeah, for sure. Whether any of it made it past my eyes uh, is the hard part. <laughs> this, I mean, you know, it happens every season of The Complete Works. There's going to be stuff that uh, you watch and almost immediately forget about. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. might be, hopefully this is the one. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> how many more kinds of these movies will be able to survive. Um, uh, I don't think there's too more, too much more like Shaolin Popey too messy temple. Okay, I think good. this is a, this is kind of a one-off in the, in the yo filmography at least. Um, but who knows? There could be other movies that are bad in different ways, you know? True. I mean, it's pretty crazy that we made it this deep into the, into the season before we got a movie like this where I can't really specifically think of any in the other seasons, but it feels like maybe the first 15 movies were like kind of rocky, you know, in the other sure. seasons. Yeah. I mean, I think with the, uh, you know, I mean, both Yo or I mean, Cage and Goldblum both had like some really big good stuff early on. But then, you know, Cage also has like the boy in blue. Uh, right. You know, uh, a perfect example of a movie that I've like never thought about after we watched it that one time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, is that, the, is that the sculling movie? That's that's it? the sculling movie. Yes, you're right, Mike. Got it. Um, so yeah, you got that one or like Jeff Goldblum has like St. Ives or something, you know, which <laughs> yeah, yeah. that movie I kind of liked, but like, you know, it's just not something I like think about that often. Uh, you know, I mean, Goldblum had so many that where he was just like a big guy in, you know, yeah. random hood number three, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I think the fact that it took us this long to get to a movie that we disliked this much is, uh, is pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there you go. That's Shaolin Popey 2, Messy Temple. Uh, I only have a couple of letterbox reviews for this one, Mike. Yes. Uh, and the first one is a three-star review from Laird, uh, which if you've, if you've been listening to this podcast uh, this whole season, Laird's reviews have come up a lot. I think he watches, I think he mm-hmm. may have had like a big Michelle Yeoh watch at some point and just reviewed all of them on Letterbox. So uh, but here's a three-star review. I can't in good conscience recommend anyone else watch this. <laughs> the, <laughs> the fart jokes and pee jokes pile up high. It's as lowbrow as they come, but I will never tire of seeing tiny children fighting adults. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I laughed no fewer than three times and got to see Yunhua and Michelle Yeoh engage in Mortal Kombat with a six-year-old superpower by breast milk and slathered in virgin's urine. <laughs> <laughs> As a side note, uh, asterisk, Ashton Chen, uh, who plays one of the kids, was reportedly actually trained in a Shaolin monastery. He does drunken boxing, a tiny child. <laughs> He is, that scene is pretty good. It's very convincing. He's a so. solid, solid drunk kid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a half star review from uh, Drauk58. I typically avoid every kid comedy out of Hong Kong for good reason. And I knew what I was getting into to an extent, but I had to see the Michelle Yeoh and Lam Su Lao appearances. They were roughly two minutes each. You know, the incessant fart and dick jokes were pretty rough. <laughs> and, and every couple of scenes, the little kids curse and shout expletives. But after the main little kid, who at one point they call asshole, goes fishing with his penis and catches a crab on his dick, 
<laughs> Stepping out of the water with it actually attached to his little boy penis crying, my dick hurts. I had to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Weird yeah. stuff. Uh, and I got one more here. It's a half star review from Danny Orioke. I maybe should be checking how much of a movie Michelle Yeoh is in before I put it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if I was just like for funsies watching Michelle Yeoh movies, I would have abandoned this movie very quickly. Uh, yeah. But here we are on the pod and we do it for you. Yes, the people. We, put, we give it back to you, the people. <laughs> Correct. Uh, so yeah, that is Shaolin Popey 2, Messy Temple, a movie that uh, we won't have to think about ever again unless it comes up on the podcast. Unless unless we find out Michelle Yeoh is going to be starring in Shaolin Popey 3 at some point. Wouldn't that be a great legacy sequel? <laughs> That'd be incredible. The if mess 20, is back. In 20... <laughs> That's a great title for it. Shaolin Toby 3, The Mess is Back in 2023. Uh, Michelle Yeoh returns as the villainous Ah King. uh, (laughs) And she actually has like a substantial supporting role in that one. Could be great. Could be good. Five five episodes on Netflix. I'm in. Uh, All right. So that's going to be it for this week. Mike, where can we find you online this week? You can find me at MD Film Blog on Twitter and Letterboxd. And if you'd like to support the show, you could do that at our Kofi page. Uh, which is ko-fi.com slash Mike and Mike pods plural. Cause we have two podcasts and also there's another Ooh. place you could support the show. If you want to do that, yeah. which is our red bubble store. Uh, so we have merch, we got merch available finally for after five years. <laughs> yes. Longer than five years. It's been like <laughs> seven years. Uh, yes. Yeah. Mike set this up and uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's red bubble. It's uh, you know, it's, it's, you can have so many different kinds of merch with our logo on it. Uh, so I think you should buy it. Yeah, go check it out. We have both uh, the logos for Mike and Mike Pod uh, with the fun popcorn and movie ticket. And then also the uh, the wonderful poster art and stuff that uh, at Feelers Guard Mac made for our complete work season. So go check it out. It's available. I, we've just put picked all we picked everything. That's the cool part about Redbubble. Like you said, you want a shower curtain with our stuff on it? F- fine. Boom. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Do whatever you want. <laughs> um, so go check that out. Uh, we'll have links on the Twitter and stuff. Uh, Cause it's not a red bubble. Mike and Mike pods. That's yeah. the, the name on there. There you go. All right. Check that out. You can find me online at M Smith film blog on Twitter, Mike Smith film and letterbox and radio Mike sandwich, Instagram. Uh, thanks so much for listening to the complete works. I'm Mike Smith. That's Mike Decretio. Don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple podcasts or any other podcast app. And if you want to contact us, you can tweet at us at complete works pod. That's W R K S no O in the word works. Uh, you can find the rest of our podcast on rapture press alongside many other podcasts, about comic books and movie news and all that nerdy stuff. Our theme song was created by Kyle Cullen, who you can reach for your own podcast themes at kyle's podcast themes at gmail.com and our logo was designed by mac v or at fearless guard on twitter uh join us next week in the complete works where michelle yo reunites with an instrumental figure from her early films sam hung is back baby <laughs> miss that guy yes yeah uh, sam hung also stars in the stunt woman uh with michelle yo uh and so we'll be talking about that one next week i wonder if she does stunts in it you know what? Uh, I believe it's actually more of a dramatic role, <laughs> but I think there is some stunts in it. You know, okay. the, how could there not be in a movie called the stunt woman, right? Yeah. The stunt woman is what we'll be talking about next week. And remember to check out our other podcast. Mike and Mike go to the movies for all kinds of other movie related stuff, including recent releases, ranked lists, general discussions, and a lot more. So thanks so much for listening guys. And thanks for taking it. Yo. Yo.